Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen up, San Diego. Stop what you're doing and listen. It's the end of the workday, but Gwen and Chris is just getting started. New Year, same Gwen and Chris. Well, you don't need a shrink to tell you that this guy's a raving psycho. With Tony Gwen Jr. How do you say the, the defensive end? Unique Ngakwe. Ngakwe. And Chris Hello. Okay, I'm honestly ready. scared to do it in anyone's house but my own, let alone Dwayne Wade's Me house. Too. Gwen and Chris help you get home from work. Now on 97.3 The Fan. Quite the day in sports. All right. There are such things as slow sports days. <laughs> this happens to be one of them. Indeed. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Uh, hour number two, we will be hanging out with you until 7 o'clock. Uh, the NBA trade deadline has come and gone. Uh, biggest name traded today, I guess, is D'Angelo Russell going from the uh, Warriors to the Timberwolves to appease Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think it's going to help their franchise a whole lot, but as long as Carl Anthony is happy, then I feel comfortable. You're Marcus, good? Yeah, I'm good. Mar- it's all about his happiness. Right. Uh, Marcus Morris goes to the Clippers. Lakers do not trade for anybody today, but keep an eye on them eventually getting Dwayne Collison, uh, who the uh, the point guard who, what, he retired? Yes, and he's, then a, he's, he's a Jehovah's Witness. And he decided to come back. He and decided he wanted to retire for religious purposes, and uh, he's decided he wants to um, well, – He's 50-50. Matt Barnes spoke to him today, uh, according to Matt Barnes. And he said that he's 50-50 right now. I bet he's 50% coming back if the Lakers want him, and he's 50% (laughs) not coming back if, say, the Bulls call. Probably. Yeah, that's probably going to be the way that works out. Uh, Kobe Bryant's memorial will be held on February the 24th. Uh, That is quite apropos. That is 2-24. Uh, as you know, and uh, the number his daughter wore number two, and of course his number twenty-four. It's going to be at Staples Center uh, coming up. Uh, well, eighteen days from right now on a Monday. Uh, Eric Weddle, the former very popular Charger, uh, announced his retirement today from the National Football League, a six-time Pro Bowl safety. So uh, you're kind of caught up on everything. That's that's it. Well, one more thing: the Mookie Betts trade is being held up. Yes. For the time being, but don't expect that it's going to not go through, though. I know. I'm. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to expect that it's not going to go through. So somehow, <laughs> Mookie Betts winds up in San Diego. That would be the greatest twist of fate of all time, wouldn't it? Though. Yes, that would be fantastic. But uh, dream on. Dream on. All right. Uh, how are you guys doing trivia-wise out there today? 833-288-0973. Time for some Chris versus the fan. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me. This guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, up for grabs today. A couple of tickets to go see some uh, big-time Major League Lacrosse. The uh, San Diego Seals taking on the Rochester Nighthawks Saturday, March 7th. Pechanga Arena, 
used to know it better as the San Diego Sports Arena. Mm-hmm. For tickets, go to SealsLAX.com. To get in the game, call 833-288-0973. Scraby will now give you the rules. Well, first I want to say, if you want the Nickelback tickets, we're going to be giving them away later in the show, but... <laughs> I've been getting taking so much heat for Nickelback, we decided to switch them. You've been getting my, heat from the fans, too. Be, and my Vernon Davis story. Like, everybody came in here in the building and said that was the worst story you've ever told. I don't know if, if it was anybody the worst. Dis- it's, no. it's up there, though. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody disagrees with the notion that that was one of the worst stories I've ever heard, please call the program and text us. Let us know. Because i got to believe it was one of the, it was the not- more ho-hum stories of all time. And I specifically asked him before he started, is, is this a good story? No, it was he was very story. excited to yes. tell it. He, he was very yes. excited to tell it. Even on a slow sports day, that didn't qualify, I must admit. You have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. Wow, we got through that today. Very nice work there, I mean, Scrape. Why, why do we got to stop down for that? <laughs> All right, let's get to our first contestant. Uh, Jason, downtown. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Happy Thursday, man. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Hey, it's Jason. going well. Here we go. First question. What piece of basketball equipment formerly owned by Stephen Curry sold at an auction for thirty, excuse me, $3,190 on August 21st, 2016? <laughs> uh, mouthpiece? Nice work. It was his mouthpiece. Remember when he threw it? Good that job, was like Jason. the that was like the one time he got like ejected. Yeah, he threw his uh, mouth. I was it. completely blinded by I that was, question. I, I, I had no idea. Didn't he hit like the Cavs owner's son or something like that with his mouthpiece? I don't remember. Yeah, he hit someone. He famous. maybe hit Vernon Davis. Did, are you making that up? No, no, no. I swear he hit someone that was tied to something big. No, he didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You didn't even know, wait, you didn't even know what I was talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you're like. Hey, I, Jason. I think, I think I he you. was. All right, here we go, Jason. Second question. Sorry Jason wants to play. What MLB player was nicknamed the Say Hey Kid? The the Say Hey Kid. The Say Hey Kid. Uh, a ba- uh, baseball player. Yeah. Ooh. Do I have a lifeline? You do not have a lifeline oh, today, that's Jason. Right. No, no uh, lifelines today. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know. Ken good Griffey Jr. Good guess, good guess. His nickname was the Kid. I he was just the Kid. This. Yeah, well, I'm gonna know this because it was yeah. in my era. Willie Mays was the say. Hey Willie kid. Mays was the say. Hey Sorry, kid. Jason. Jason. Thanks for competing, man. We'll have to try you again some other time. Let's move to Dan and El Cajon. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Happy Thursday, Dan. Hey guys, how you doing? I'd love to see the cross. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, Let's that go. That was a guy who's fired up. First question, then. Good luck. What team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? Oh, that's the number one question? Let's go with those Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. That's incorrect. They had a good run, though. Good guess. A few years ago, they got up to, I think, 28 games. But Lakers, 33 in a row. Still has yet to be broken. The all-time record, 1971-2. 
Thank Hi, you, Dan. Dan, for competing. We'll move Thanks, on Dan. to the next contestant, Mike in San Marcos. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Happy Thursday. By the way, I'm reading an entire story about Seth Curry throwing his mouthpiece. Well, first off, it's Steph Curry. But... Steph Curry, him too. It says nothing about it hitting anybody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I will find this. this I will guy, find this. This guy is TMZ himself on the show. <laughs> I will find this. All right. First question, Mike. Oh. Hi, Mike. Hello. <laughs> when OBJ made his infamous one-handed catch, what year of his career was he in? Uh, it was his second year. Second year, he says. Second year. That is incorrect. Mm. Ah. Wow, I was going to guess the same thing. Uh, was it his rookie season? Is that your answer? That is. Rookie season. Yes, it was. It was, huh? Very nice work. Sorry, I did not know that. Mike, By the sorry way, for... Sorry, Mike. According to ABC News, the mouth guard ended up hitting Andrew Forbes, the son of Cavaliers minority owner Nate <laughs> Forbes, who was sitting in the front row. So, boom! I just hit the screen with my microphone. Yes, you did. All right, Mike and Escondido, welcome to Gwen and Chris. Thanks for calling in. How you doing today? Hey, guys. Doing good. All right, here we go. First question. What is the oldest NFL franchise in continuous operation What with the same name in the same location? Green Bay Packers. Very nice. The Green Bay Packers is correct. Very good. Cardinals are an older franchise, but they uh, started as the Chicago Cardinals and St. Louis Cardinals and Arizona Cardinals. Phoenix Cardinals, now Arizona Cardinals. So that's why they didn't qualify for that question number two mike what modern era nfl team holds the record for most consecutive losses the rams no i did you say the browns the browns the browns are Incorrect. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. Tony, they uh, lost the first twenty-six games of their existence. Indeed, oh they did. That is correct. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Sorry Mike. We got can we can we continue more. this one on more. the other one, side? One more. One more. All right, we're going to squeeze one more. One more. We're going to squeeze one more in, and then we'll continue on the other side. <laughs> no, we don't have any more questions. We got a couple well, more. We don't have any more first questions. We Tony is the uh, the the. Master of ceremonies. If he says there's questions, there's questions. Who is the youngest player wait, to score? Wait, wait, we never brought wait, the guy in. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have Michael, to introduce our contestant. Michael and Santee, welcome to Gwen and Chris. Hi, Michael. How you guys doing? We're, We're good. good. Uh, We're good. Good uh, luck to you here. Here we go. First question. Who was the youngest player to score 10,000 points in the NBA? Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey oh, Jordan is incorrect. Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant is also incorrect. Oh. LeBron James has Oh, really? LeBron. Us. Michael, you've no, moved on to the alive, second. Michael. Still alive. Second round. Here All we right. go. Here we go. I like this question right here because I like this player. What player led the NFL with 27 rushing touchdowns? Excuse me. With 27 touchdowns in 2003. 2003? 
Yeah. Jeez. 17 years ago. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, I have no idea who. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea who is incorrect. <laughs> for the How many skill. touchdowns was it? 27. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Yes. That is also incorrect. Oh, I love this round. I love this round. Priest Holmes took Priest home Holmes. that title. All right. All right, here Let we go. Chris is Michael, move. you're on you're on fire here, Michael. Way we're, to go. We're moving to Miss one more, Michael, and you can <laughs> yeah, win the prize. <laughs> Question number three. I love it. What position no, let's try let's try let's do a different one. What NFL team has played in both the AFC and NFC championship game? I want to say the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to say you are. He got it. Nice job. All right, Michael. Way to go. Stay on the line, man. Nicely done. Seals tickets coming for you. Thomas will take care of you. Nice work. Michael. That was impressive. That was. That was good. 1983 AFC Championship game. The loss to the Raiders. The Raiders. And then uh, (laughs) moved to the NFC, and they've been in several NFC Championship games, as we know. Am I taking the break? You are taking us to break. All right. I will then do as I'm told. Take (laughs) us to a quick break. When we come back, we will continue the conversation. Uh, Big Five is coming up in about 10 minutes. And you'll never believe what A.J. Hinch is up to right about now. You remember him? How quickly they forget, right? The manager of the Astros scandal. We'll tell you what he's going Going through right about now when we come back. I'm Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Let's. Twenty-two on the clock, and Scott Hissom. Scott Hissom, you are our biggest fan. You have ten minutes to call us back at 833-288-0973. and you'll be entered into our grand prize drawing to win one of two Las Vegas trips to see Shania Twain at Planet at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino, along with two, a two-night stay and dinner at Cafe Hollywood. If uh, if we didn't call your name, keep listening because if the biggest fan doesn't call in time. You can call in and take their place. Make sure you sign up at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan to enter. And make sure to listen for your name at 7 a.m., 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. on the hour. And that is from The Fan. All right. Um, A.J. Hinch. You guys remember him? Yeah, it's funny how you kind of forget very quickly. But, yes, when you say the name, obviously you go, oh, that's the guy who cheated uh, his way to a World Series title as manager of the Asterisks. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, he was, as you said, fired after the investigation uh, finished. And the MLB Network will be airing an exclusive interview with former Houston Astro manager A.J. Hinch. Uh, and MLB Network insider Tom Verducci will be the one conducting that interview. That comes on tomorrow at seven, or excuse me, at 3 p.m. our time. 6 p.m. Eastern, right. uh, in the interview, which was filmed this week, Hinch addresses for the first time Major League Baseball's recent investigation into the Houston Astros. Um, 
But you guys are lucky out there because you're going to get to hear a little bit of it beforehand. Yes, you are. Matter of fact, why don't we go ahead and play the sneak preview clip of this interview <laughs> with A.J. Hinch? A.J., I'm going to ask you a question that every fan, I think, has asked since this story broke. It's more difficult for you because it's way more meaningful. The Astros won the World Series in 2017. Based on what we know now, what we know from the commissioner's investigation, is that championship tainted? It's a fair question, and, and I think everyone's going to have to draw their own conclusion. Um, I hope over time and, and, and the demonstration with the talents of, the, of this team, the players, the, the careers that are, that are being had, we have some of the best players in the entire sport all together on the same team. I hope over time um, it's proven that it wasn't, but I understand the question. It's a fair question, and people are going to have to draw their own conclusions. Unfortunately, we opened that door um, as a group, and, and that question I may never be answered. We may never know, um, and we're going to have to, to live and move forward and be, be, be better, um, better in the sport, but um, unfortunately, no one can really answer that question. I, I can't pinpoint what advantages or what, what, what happened or what um, – exactly what have happened otherwise um but we did it to ourselves interesting uh, response it was it, and sounded like he was choking up a little bit if i'm not if i'm hearing that correctly all of that is true in what he said though it, the, the 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 we would all i i included would like to i would like to hope that at some point it is proven that it wasn't um something that gained a, an advantage uh, but it just that's unlikely to happen, and therefore, those same guys, those those players that I agree with them, that are some of the best in the sport, all on one team, they will forever be looked at. They'll be connected. They'll they'll be connected, and they will be looked at with kind of the sideways eyes. Like ah. so, if Jose Altuve never hits thirty home runs in a season again, or approaches that number, it's going to be real difficult. To always appreciate Jose Altuve as an MVP type player—that's that's, that's it, a fact. It's his fault. I mean, for being part of this team that was doing this. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, these guys are going to have a lot of pressure to to perform. Um, I, I thought the I thought the statement by AJ Hinch was pretty pretty good there, and it'll be interesting to hear the whole interview tomorrow. This is going to go a long way towards teams wanting to bring him back in the fold he's got to do this he's got to do this he's got to just go through the pain right now the one thing he said though is that you know you have to draw your own conclusions as to whether or not you know what happened was was something that helped the Houston Astros we've all drawn our own conclusion to that and all of us have we drawn, drawn the same co- conclusion. We were drawing those conclusions before the investigation even Exactly. Finished. Everybody's drawn the same conclusion to that and that is the fact that the cheating did help the Houston Astros. So that was an interesting way that he put that but uh, It was right it, 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 for him it's right down the, the, the street he needs to be on mm-hmm. in terms of Yeah, that's where not, he's got to go Not completely Dis- like disregarding the things that his players were doing, but at the same time acknowledging that it may be tough for us to ever move in the same direction that that he did. Yeah, that he he's going to have to face. This is not going away. No, anytime no, no, no. soon. But I think what his first statement was, you know, I hope that someday 
this will all kind of, will will be forgiven. Is basically he didn't say those words, but I think that's what he meant. And a lot of times, even though it doesn't seem low, seem so now, time does pass, and you are forgiven. 100%. My goodness, we have uh, thousands of examples of that. I can't so. help but to go back to that whole uh, Ohio State story last year, and how fast that turned from a definite one way to a completely different outcome when it was all sudden. Because you remember when that story broke, it sounded like Urban Meyer was about to lose his job. And then right. with, within two, 48 hours, 72 hours, the whole thing had changed up. Yeah. And it, it, that was like two years ago now, wasn't was it? Was it two years? Yeah, because they had a different coach last year. Urban Meyer didn't coach Ohio State Yeah, it was Ryan Day. Ryan this Date. was Ryan Day's second year? This no, it was, was his, his first year. year but as a head coach. I think what you're talking about is the year that Urban Meyer stayed, right? I don't know. Hey, this was his, this was his first year. This was his first year. It happened coach. last season because Urban Meyer stayed through the season and then the year no, ended, right? No, no, no. Urban Meyer did that two years ago. He stayed. Through oh yeah, because we're in twenty twenty. Yeah. so technically yes. Not twenty twenty one. No, we're in twenty twenty one. A couple other things on Major League Baseball. Um, MLB is starting to the the results of this investigation and some of the questions that uh, were asked are starting to kind of come to the surface. It will be to, to limit live video in the clubhouse. That's one of the things they've come up. Because obviously when the Astral thing breaks out, the first question is, well, how do they have access? Why why is it so close? So this is something that uh, looks like they will be trying to change up going into this next season. They have to. It's it's one of the, the remedies to prevent this They have, this they from have to tell the rest of us that they're doing everything they can to keep this from happening again. Whether or not they're actually doing that, it might be a different story, but they have to at least make it look that way. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, let's step away, take a break. When we come back, the Big Five is up next, and uh, I'm sure Scraby has a doozy for us. Yeah, we're going to talk about Patrick Beverly and Jimmy Butler's trash talking. Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. Fan. 4.36, Gwen and Chris rolling along here Thursday afternoon. Hanging with you, Brady Hope joined us a little earlier on the program. Later on, we're going to uh, pay a little tribute to uh, Girls and Women in Sports Day, and uh, that is coming up this Saturday nationwide. And uh, we're going to talk to a couple of young ladies who play on the uh, San Diego State women's basketball team. I think it'll be interesting to hear their take on uh, women in sports. And um, I know there, there's a lot of dads out there, including Tony Gwynn Jr., who have daughters that are playing sports. And I think you'll enjoy hearing from these young ladies. That's coming yeah, up. It's be cool. It's coming up at six thirty, so it's a little while down the road, but. Uh, Make a note to be with us uh, at 6.30 today for that. Uh, the other thing we have to get into after the Big Five, Tony, is the selections of the NBA All-Star teams made by LeBron James, who was smart, <laughs> and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who wasn't so smart. He fleeced him again. Fleeced him? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll tell you who they picked uh, in a little bit. But first, uh, let's check a... Quick look at the old uh, traffic here on 97.3 The Fan with Sue D. I got a 
few hazards in your way. That stall pickup is still on northbound 5 in the number 2 lane just south of Santa Fe Drive, but it looks like the tow truck's there now. In La Mesa, watch for a small couch somebody dropped on North 125. It's in the fast lane about a mile south of Navajo. A lot of stop-and-go traffic both sides of the freeway there. And another stall, this one in the lane of the off-ramp from northbound 15 to Carmel Mountain. Sue DeVincent with Brennan Chris, 97.3 The Fan. It's now time to expand our horizons, step outside the box. Who the hell are you guys? And turn this show upside down. No. Whatever it is, no. Quinn and Chris will now talk about the best of the rest in the one, the only, the extraordinary. The Big Five, which starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Scrappy loves that violin. Getting crazy over here playing my violin. Tony just shakes his head no. Because nobody can see you, bro. He's just over here just going to town. I'm getting crazy over here. There's no video feed, (laughs) fortunately. Next time, Thomas will film me. Thomas, don't waste your battery. It looked like a mixture (laughs) of a stroke and the lights out. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast wait a second (laughs) wait a a second it's a good call just a really good violinist i like when i don't even need to chime in yeah (laughs) thomas just rips you apart without my help it's been the, the theme today for me anyway if you have any big five topics, find me on Twitter at Matt Scraby. You can find Chris at Chris LSD. You can find Tony at Tony Gwynn Jr. And let's go to number five. Number five. Uh, Thomas and got I'm- no plug there. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Uh, Thomas. Thomas 71. I got, I got an open last night for my news and notes. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did, and if you didn't hear it, too bad. It's one of the worst opens worst? ever. It is so bad that I honestly think it's almost good. <laughs> you might be right. That's how right. bad catchy the open is for Odd Thomas's new <laughs> segment. 
The memorial for... Did you do number five yet? I don't think you did. I did. Okay. The memorial for Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant... Number five. Thank you. ...has been set, and it will take place at the Staples on February 24th. It will be open to the public, and we were talking about uh, this on the producer's show and about how we didn't think that Staples Center would be able to hold all the people who wanted to attend, so I looked up a similar memorial in the past, and the one that I found that would be comparable, I think, would be Michael Jackson, who was at the Staples Center. And they're estimating that there was around 20,000 people at his. So, uh, Tony, you're up first. How many people do you think will attend Kobe's memorial? How many uh, went for Michael's? 20. 20? 20,000. I think there'll be more than that. I think there'll be, I don't know, 40, double? Yeah. I would, that's that's a good guess. That's a lot of people. That's a, a lot of people. And I don't think Staples Center, number one, it can't fit all those people inside. Number two, I don't think it can fit I'm them outside. I'm afraid for what traffic it's and it's like, already crazy down there. Don't get me wrong. It is it is mind-blowing crazy. I wonder what it's going to be like on that day. More that's than mind-blowing crazy. It's a Monday? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, I, I, that's, that'll be uh, a... There'll, there'll, no, there'll be a lot of traffic without the memorial yeah. service. Chris, what do you think? How many people do you think will attend Kobe's memorial? First thing I want to just point out is that 224 is the date they chose. We talked about this earlier because of Kobe's number 24, his daughter's number 2. Um, but secondly, I think you guys brought it up yourselves on your show, the producers, that uh, maybe they should have chosen the L.A. Coliseum for this. I yeah. mean, I, now that holds 100,000 people. I, You know, I don't know that the Kobe Memorial would draw, fill up the Coliseum, but I'll tell you one thing. I think it would fill up a pretty good portion of it. And I, I do you- think the Staples Center, or Staples Center, as mm-hmm. it's actually officially oh, yeah, called, um, is going to be a little bit too small to handle this. I, Michael Jackson was a worldwide phenomenon. There's no question, but Kobe Bryant, and he has touched a lot of people. I don't think Michael Jackson's. I don't remember Michael Jackson's death being as um, you know as, I, for lack of a better word, popular as Kobe's. Well, death. I think I think Michael was a little bit older, right, right? and hadn't been doing actual music so. In a while. He was kind of like, obviously he was an icon, but he was out of minds at that point. He was out point. of his uh, his salad days, as right, they say. Right, right. And Kobe was well, three years removed right. from playing. So I think it was prob- it's probably different from that standpoint. I think okay. they should reconsider where they're having it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I think Coliseum makes more sense. And there's also a Clippers game that night, too. So it's going to be a busy Staples Center day. Number four. It does look like everyone is looking to punish the Astros in some way, shape, or form. Even the legends of the game, Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, had this to say on with Craig Melvin of the Today Show. Were you surprised? I was surprised. They didn't steal signs back in your day? They did. They didn't steal it that way. Do you think the punishment fit the crowd? No, I don't. I think, I think whoever did that should be out of baseball the rest of their life. Wow. Strong Strong. statement from Hank Aaron. He wants the Astros players involved to be banned for life. So, Chris, do you think Hank Aaron is being dramatic? I really don't think so, and and I'm going to tell you why. I don't necessarily agree with him, but I don't think that Hank Aaron is being dramatic because Hank Aaron, keep in mind when he played, keep in mind that he's an African-American athlete. Hank Aaron went through hell yeah. to be a major league ball player. And I don't think, you know, any of us can go back to the 
50s and remember what it must have been like for Hank Aaron to work his way into Major League Baseball and all of the racism that he had to face. And I have heard Hank Aaron interviewed on so many different subjects over the years, and he's very passionate about protecting the game of baseball. So I don't think, personally, like, I wouldn't, I would maybe, you know, have a suspension for the players. I don't think I would kick them out for life. But I don't think Hank Aaron's being too dramatic for Hank Aaron. Good way of putting that. Tony, what do you think? Do you think Hank Aaron is being dramatic for wanting Astros players involved to be banned for life? No, no I agree with what Chris is saying. I mean, you, you, you have to know how guys from that era feel about this. I mean, yeah. there's a... The guy, here's I'll tell you this. Uh, I know that those guys are adamant about guys who did steroids. The steroid thing is another. Yeah, Hank Aaron will never then, even stepping foot no. into the Hall of Fame. And so I can imagine if they felt like that about steroids, yeah. this is because a lot of people think this is worse. So I can imagine how, why Hank he Aaron, said that. Hank Aaron is not going to let somebody use steroids to hit home runs. Hank Aaron didn't even get to use batting gloves. For heaven's sakes, <laughs> when point. he was hitting his home runs. That's crazy. You know, I mean... Uh, it's, it's just different for guys like that. They came up in an era where, yes, as he said, they stole signs, but it's one thing, as I explained it to you, how, how that whole process goes when you're doing it the normal way. You know, this is a different ball game. This is, this is virtually knowing the answers to the test. Number three. The Miami Heat's Jimmy Butler is well known to be pretty a pretty strong trash talker on the court, but according to Patrick Beverly of the Clippers, maybe not all the time. After the Clippers' 128-111 win over the Miami Heat last night, Beverly tweeted, At Jimmy Butler, talk slick to Buddy from the Pacers. Both games against K, which is Kawhi. Homie, been quiet as a, ch- as a church mouse. Be gangster all the time. Good night. That was his tweet. So he's calling out Jimmy but- for Butler for can not... You say so- can you repeat that in English, please? I don't know. Can you say it with a little more like confidence? Like it, it'll come off better if you say okay, it with, with a little go. more confidence. Jimmy Butler talks slick to Buddy from the Pacers. Both games against K, homie been quiet as a church mouse. Be gangsta all the time. That's so much better. Oh, now I understand completely. <laughs> oh, okay, good, 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 good. So this is uh, there's gonna be a couple scraby questions down the down the pike here. Tony, is this Jimmy Butler showing weakness on the court if he isn't trash talking certain guys? No, because it, this is more Patrick Beverly finding something to motivate him and fire him up, right? Because Jimmy Butler only reacted that way because the guy like yanked his arm, spun him around, and that's what caused him to start chirping. Gosh, who? What was the guy's name? I can't remember at the time, but. Um, that's what started that whole process. And then he ended up taking it a step further. He got a technical. He baited the guy into getting ejected from the game. So ultimately, he won that little contest. But Patrick Beverly is is one of those guys who is a very tough-minded player and it is always looking to add to his chip. It's kind of like a Richard Sherman, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. He, found, he watched that game, and I'm sure he saw exactly how everything would happen. But because they shut him down yesterday and Jimmy Butler... Didn't really have that good of a game. This is a perfect time to, to poke him right now. And this is what he does. <laughs> Chris? 
Yeah, I don't think it shows weakness on Jimmy Butler's smart, uh, part. I think it shows some smarts, actually, because he had nothing to chirp about last night. I mean, this was a Clipper game. They set an all-time franchise record with 24 three-point shots made. Jimmy Butler only scored 11 points in the game, yeah. only took seven shots. I think he came out the game at the, in the second half. Yeah, I mean, he did, He wasn't even around to, for the finish of this thing as the Clippers kind of just poured it on. I, I'm going to ask you this, though, Tony. At the NBA level, is it still okay to trash talk when you're losing by 20 points? I mean, were there guys that – I mean, Larry Bird was like the all-timer and the, the, many guys – He wasn't guys, losing very often either. And he wasn't losing very <laughs> often, so he could do it. But, I mean, is it is it okay yeah. to trash talk when you're down 20? Because I'm thinking that's maybe why Jimmy Butler was a little quieter than normal well, last night. I, I mean, he was – I mean, first of all, it, it's logical not to talk trash when you're right. getting your butt whooped. And yeah, that's you just got to take happen. your butt whooped. It, it absolutely um, – still happens and you really shouldn't talk trash if you're getting your butt kicked i mean it, it aren't you looking at him kind of crazy if he is talking trash and your team is up 20 and trying to use the the, the vernacular of the day it's a little rich of a little patrick rich. beverly <laughs> to be calling out jimmy butler after he himself patrick beverly poured in five points in the game yeah if you go if you go to some of the comments underneath that <laughs> they make sure they point that out to him often. yeah <laughs> He's not known for being a big time scorer. No, he's not. No, this is what he's. This is this, this is, is what he's of, known for. This is part of his game right here. Yeah. Number two, world number one tennis player Novak Djokovic ended or edged past Dominic Thiem in a thrilling five. I told you how to pronounce it. You said Thiem. I did not. You said it was either Thiem or Thiem. I said it was either Team or Thiem, and you would choose one of the two and probably get it wrong. Wait, didn't I just say the same word? No, his last name is pronounced Team. But you gave me two pronunciations. You said pick one. Because I knew you'd be wrong. <laughs> so how do you I was setting you it? up to fail. Thanks. And you you came through. Theme. Like a champ. Theme. Team. Like T E A M. That's how it's pronounced. World number one, Novak Djokovic. Is that okay? That's good. Edge past Dominica. <laughs> Not, Not the Dominican no, Sue. No, that's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> theme, team. And it, Wait, which one is it? Theme team, or team? It's team. Okay. Team, 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 team. How it, did this happen? <laughs> I have no idea. In a thrilling five-setter in the Australian Open 2020 finals last week, however, Rafael Nadal was rooting for team despite the Australian being defeated by him in the quarterfinals the victory or the Australian defeated Rafael Nadal the victory helped Djokovic replace Nadal at the world number one spot following his victory over team the Serbian also narrowed the, narrowed the gap with Nadal's grand slam tally of 19 that's why the Spaniard wanted team to win for his own means he said in an interview Nadal did quote obviously yes I would have preferred team's victory I don't have to be a hypocrite right it would have been better for me personally if team won. And end quote. Some say Nadal is just bitter about everything. Chris, do you have a problem with this admission by Rafael Nadal? Very rarely do I have any problems with anything Rafael Nadal says. I think he's terrific. Um, no, he's being pretty honest, straight up. He wants to. He wants to stay number one in the world. I mean, that's important to him. That's. I mean, a guy at the level that he's at only has a couple of things to shoot for right and being number one in the world is one of those things and team knocked him out of the tournament and uh, i think he would have loved to seen a team beat djokovic so that nadal could stay number one i i think he's being honest and he usually is he's a very honest guy sometimes too honest 
too honest to the point where people like get on him for it, and then Tony and I would say something like, "Hey, you want the guy to be honest? Don't criticize him." So Nadal's straight up. I like him. Word. <laughs> That's it. Just... I agree. No, I, I do. I think. Um, why, why, why would he? Why would he want uh, the Joker to to win that match? Like, it's really. It's really what two guys, three guys that that are really going back. Federer's got twenty, Nadal's got nineteen, and now Djokovic has seventeen. So he wants to keep that distance. Sure, I mean those three guys are racing to see who's going to end up being regarded as the greatest tennis player of all time. That's about the only thing these guys still have to play for. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, I Boom. like it. Boom. Word. <laughs> Word. The Cleveland Browns were supposed to be the hot team coming into the NFL last season, but they were not nearly as good as people thought they would be, and they had a ton of problems during a 6-10 and season. Head coach Freddie Kitchens was fired, and now wide receiver Jarvis Landry is giving us a look into what it was like on game day. He told Complex, quote, I'll say this, the first 20 plays of the game are scripted calls. The first 20 plays of the game are calls that come from a team's tendencies of how they approach the game in the first quarter or the first drive, so it can be predictable what the defense is going to do. After that, it's just kind of play calling. Obviously, it comes down to execution. It comes down to making that throw, making the catches, making the blocks. But I just don't know what the plan was after the first 15 plays, end quote. Of course, that admission makes Freddie Kitchens look bad. But we all kind of knew he had no chance. And now he is known as a one-year failure who can't call plays. So, Tony, scraby question coming. <laughs> because of the bad PR, is this the Browns' fault for hiring him? Or is this Freddie Kitchens' fault for taking the job? <laughs> that is- this is such a scrapey question for sure. Because the reason I asked it is because the first thing I thought, the first thing I thought of was like, if I'm Freddie Kitchens, I knew that I was going to this job, not ready for it, and I don't want to be that guy because I won't get a so, job again. On the fl- uh, uh, playing devil's advocate here, yeah, yeah. If Adam Klug walked in here right now and said, "Hey, Scraby, we have a chair open for you to to have your own talk show along with such and such co-host, we're going to pay you a significant raise," he'd be like, "Nah." I'm not quite ready for this. I but, don't think I can do this. See, if you would have asked me two years ago, I may have said that. But I believe now I've gotten to a place where I could figure it out. Okay. So I think Freddie Kitchen, who had been uh, – had went went through the ranks pretty quickly, probably figured the same thing. <laughs> so I'm going to go out and say that it's the Browns' fault because it is their organization ultimately. It is their PR that's going to take the hit if it goes wrong. And it did. And they're starting over and, but, again. But it's nothing that we all saw coming, though. It wasn't like it was a, a, a surprise. We thought Freddie Kitchen went from being uh, a, a, what a, a receiver's co- or a quarterback coach to offensive coordinator to a head coach all in the span of like six months. Yeah. What did they expect to happen? Chris? Snap. Snap. Is that, that's, that's the same thing that, as word? Yeah, that's mine. Just retort to word. Snap. 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 <laughs> it's obviously not Freddie Kitchen's fault. Everybody gonna, that never had a chance to be an NFL head coach is going to take the chance if they're offered it to him. I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather keep my record clean if I didn't feel I was ready and then take the head coaching job when I was ready. And If then, you get that opportunity, by the way. Cause if they're interviewing jobs, me. Just don't come if around. If they're like interviewing a, me now for a head coaching job, I believe I'll be interviewed again. Uh, uh, Chris, what, what's the name of the uh, head coach in Minnesota? Uh, Vikings. Zimmer. Yes, Zimmer. No, long it took for him to get a job. He was a long time, long, long time. But he got a job, and he's ready. Ask Eric Bieniemy how it is getting a job offer. I he doesn't. Yeah, I've got one. one yet. 
So I think Kitchens had to take it. <laughs> you got to take your shot. And he was in a what looked like it was going to be a good situation. The thing that hurt Freddie Kitchens as much as anything was the expectations that were put on 100%. the Browns. 100%. Expectations are coach killers. So as soon as everybody said, hey, the Browns are going from, what, two wins to, to 10. 10 in, Freddie Kitchens' job was in jeopardy from that day forward. They had us all fooled. So, well, I shouldn't say us fooled, Right. I that. think we were kind of in on it. Yeah. I just went to Thomas to try to get a – he wasn't, opinion, feeling, he no. wasn't feeling you either. And he, he told me he was with you guys. What did Thomas so. say? Snap? He would say if they offered. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. Goes to dynamite. If they, offered, if they offered Thomas that job, he's taking it too. Are you? Thomas, they the give you a spot on the station right now. No, I think if they offered Thomas head coach of the Cleveland Browns right no, now, no, 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 should no. he take it? We can't do that because he's not a football coach. But if you were offered I a show, wait a second, speak for yourself. This man okay. is a football coach. This man knows his football over here. I didn't say he didn't. He's not qualified to be an NFL coach. But if somebody in the NFL offered him the job, I would think he'd be more than happy to step in and mm. you know, do a press conference. Don't want that smoke. Oh, I would. I would step in immediately, and what I would do is I would hire geniuses all the way around me and then just sit back and watch it work. Believe it. People who are unprepared tend to... Oh, God. You're going to make this up right yeah, now? Yeah, people who are unprepared... <laughs> Chris, get us the commercial before he makes up something else. People... <laughs> no, leave it off. People who tend were unprepared... Yes? Are scraby. Try, try again. Five o'clock reset coming up, including a ridiculous mismatch coming up in the NBA All-Star Game. Gwen and Chris. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.